The following podcast may contain spoilers for the Harry Potter series as well as adult language theme and content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the seventh episode. Oh my gosh, the seventh episode! of Broomsticks and Braille Harry Potter fan fiction. My name is JJ and wow, it is so fitting that this is episode 7 because we all know how important the number 7 is in the Harry Potter series. So I love that this episode is going to be very important and it's the 7th episode. Um, The reason this episode will be important is because I have a few awesome announcements that I'm really excited and some changes to the podcast that I'm making that I'm pretty stoked about. So I'll go ahead and get into those. Uh, First off, I want to share that I got some amazing responses to asking questions, my deadly fanfic. Um, Oh my goodness. So I published it on Archive of Our Own and uh, fanfiction.net, both uh, uh, fanfiction platforms. And wow, I got a lot of wonderful reviews. A lot of people said they were really interested. Several people followed. Um, people were like, give us more. And like, got a lot of, the story got a lot of likes or kudos on AO3. And I'm just floored. I'm so excited. Um, so, oh my goodness, that, it, that just means a lot. So in light of that, um, I'm going to change up the, uh, the podcast just a little bit, um, to, to where, um, this is how it's going to be. You're going to get two episodes a week instead of one. I'm so excited about this. So on Mondays, you'll get, uh, a new chapter of asking questions, or if I don't have a chapter or I just feel like kind of shaking things up a little bit, um, you'll get another one of my own original fanfics. I've, uh, published a few over the years, and I, uh, I'm pretty excited to share those as well, so, um, but the point is, on Monday, you'll get a fanfic written by me, then on Thursday, you'll get another episode, and that will be a fanfic written by somebody else, so, that's the plan, mine on Monday, fanfic Thursday, um, yes, I'm pretty excited, my dad was actually asking me this morning, you know, how, how much longer are you going to keep going, um, keep doing the podcast, and, um, a couple people asked me, how long does it take you to make it, and I'm just going to keep going until I run out of fanfic, <laughs> good luck with that, or, um, you know, I, uh, I don't have time to do the episode anymore, which I don't see either one happening anytime soon, because even with, um, starting up with school again in May, the podcast, each episode only takes me about two, three hours at the most to do. Um, I know y'all have heard the ad, but shout out to Anchor for making this process super, super straightforward and awesome. And, uh, yeah, I, I love using Anchor so much and now I could probably do this in my sleep. So I'm just going to keep going. So there's a lot more where this came from. Um, and on that note, you know, I, I, I think I say this every week, but I just want to thank all of you, all of you who are listening and subscribing and sharing. It just means so much to me. I'm having so much fun doing this podcast. Um, and it is something that I decided to do just for me. Um, but there, I'm, I just, 
it means so much to me how much this podcast has taken off. I'm, I'm very, very touched. And I get the warm fuzzies every time I open Anchor and I see how many plays the podcast has gotten. And my friends are, you know, asking me, um, you know, when's your next episode? Oh, this episode happened. And it's, it's so exciting. So I get warm and fuzzy all over. Um, so thank you so much, everybody. And speaking of warm and fuzzy, that's kind of the mood I've gone for this week. So without further ado, let's get into, oh, I can't say the fanfic of the week anymore because you're getting two of those. Hmm. Let's get into this Thursday's fanfic. This week's episode, I am heading into one of my favorite pairings of Harry Potter fanfiction. I oh, I love this pairing so much. Uh, in fanfiction terms, this is my one true pairing, or my OTP. So this is the romantic relationship between Remus Lupin and Sirius Black. Um, I absolutely love this pairing. So, for several reasons. There's several reasons I love it. Um, one is that you know, they are both such background characters, um, that it it is plausible. Um, I'm not going to get into the debate of whether or not this is plausible. That's for another episode because I've actually written a whole fanfic on it. But, um, you know, for me, it's, it's very, it's a very plausible pairing in my opinion. And I just, I love the dynamics between them. Um, there's a lot of fan fiction that takes place in their Marauder days when they were at Hogwarts that is really cute, as well as fan fiction that has them reunite after Sirius gets out of Azkaban. That's really good. So there's just a lot of potential with this pairing, and I tend to lean towards fanfic that that is a little bit plausible. Um, although, eh, given what I read last week, maybe not. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I, I think I talked about this in um, episode two with my Mooney's fan fiction. Um, but I love it when, you know, there are plausible pairings and it, it kind of, uh, the authors can bring them into the original canon, the original work. So I, yeah. So like I said, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite pairing and I'm so excited. So um, this week... I will be reading People Serious Loves by Marauder. The author is just called Marauder. This is on fanfiction.net. And it's it's adorable. It's written from <laughs> it's written from the viewpoint of Nymphadora Tonks when she's um, you know, little. She's a little girl. She's probably like four years old in this fic, um, if not younger. So, um, and the author just does a beautiful job of writing a story from a child's point of view. Um, for that, don't be alarmed when you hear me start reading because it, it's not some other random child I kidnapped and made read the story. It's actually me. So, um, but yeah, I, I feel like the Marauder is one of my favorite authors. I have a few fanfics by them, and um, I um, I love how they've written from a child's point of view because that can it's fun to do. I, I've written a fanfic before from a child's point of view, or not a fanfic, um, an original fiction from a child's point of view before and it's kind of it, it can be interesting um yeah if you have a background in in child you know childhood early childhood um 
that kind of helps as well, but it's fun to read from children's point of view. So this is going to be about Remus and Sirius from uh, Tonks. In the book, she was called Tonks, uh, but her full name is Nymphadora Tonks. Um, it's from her point of view. And it, it just, like I said, it gives me the warm and fuzzies. I hope, um, I hope me reading it will do the same for you. So, all right, let's get into the fanfic. This is People Serious Loves by Marauder. Mummy gets a letter from Sirius's school. It says that he's done something bad again and that Mummy has to come there. Mummy is never happy when Sirius has done something bad at school, but this time she's really angry because Daddy is at work and Mrs. Boot next door isn't home to watch me. I have to go to Sirius's school too. And Mummy doesn't want me to go because I still have a little cold and because it's a long trip and because she's already angry at Sirius and because she says Sirius teaches me to do bad things. We do fun things, I tell her as she buttons my jumper. Nymphie, children your age shouldn't play with firecrackers. But I didn't play with the firecrackers. I just watched Sirius light them. And then they flew around in the air and did loops. But Mummy isn't listening to me. She's getting her purse. And then she says that I have to ride in the child seat on her broom because last time I tried flu powder, I got sick. That was a long time ago. I think she should let me try again. Sirius's school is called Hogwarts, and he lives in a room with his friend James and some other boys. James is the one who gave Sirius the firecrackers. One time, James came to my house with Sirius, and we made biscuits for Christmas. James made a gingerbread girl and called it a nymphy biscuit, and then he gave it some hair with pink icing. I said I didn't like the pink icing, so Sirius took it off with his finger, and James gave the nymphy biscuit blue icing hair. I told him to do purple hair, but Daddy said we were wasting the icing. Do I get to see Sirius? I ask Mummy as we walk down the corridor. All the older kids are in classes. I can hear their voices as we walk by the doors of the classrooms. Yes, you'll see Sirius, she says, but she still looks like she wants to go home. Do I get to see James? Probably not. Why not? We're here. And James is here, and I want to... Nymphy, please. We walk up the big stone steps to Professor McGonagall's office. It's not Professor Dumbledore's office, and that means that the bad thing Sirius did wasn't very, very bad. Sirius is sitting on a chair by the door. I run over and jump on him. Nymphy, please, he says like mummy. You didn't comb your hair, I tell him. I climb up on his knee and touch his hair. It's long now. It touches his shoulders. This child, Mummy says to Sirius, has a cold. She also had to spend three hours on a broom because flu powder makes her sick. Does not, Nymphy, I want you to be quiet. Depending on how long this takes, I might have to reschedule the dinner reservations Ted and I had. This is the third time this year, Sirius. The third time in nearly four months that I've had to come here. Sirius puts his arm around my waist and I lean my head against his chest. He has nice warm skin. His heart is beating very fast. Can I see James? I ask him. Not now. 
James is in transfiguration. What's transfig? Mummy acts like she didn't hear me. Serious. This has to stop. It's a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. And you don't even know what I did. He sounds angry, too. I look up at his face. His mouth is open a little bit, and his eyes are wide at Mummy. If it's anything like what you've done the last two times, and all the times in the years before that, then I... Professor McGonagall opens the door to her office. Hello, Andromeda, she says. That's funny that she calls Mummy Andromeda, because Sirius is younger than Mummy, and Professor McGonagall calls him Mr. Black. Hello, Mummy says. Glad to see you, though I wish it were under different circumstances. Hello, Nymphadora. Professor McGonagall says to me, the way she says my name scares me, and I hide my face against Sirius's robe. Say hi, Nymphy. Sirius tries to pull my face away, but it doesn't hurt. Mummy doesn't wait for me to say hi. Sirius, you watch Nymphy until we're finished. Nymphy, be good and stay with Sirius. I don't get that. If he did something bad in school and she didn't want me to see him. Professor McGonagall goes with Mummy into the office and they shut the door. I don't get sick from flu powder, I say to Sirius. Really? That was a long time ago. That's all right, Nymph, he says. I believe you. I touch his hair again. Your hair is pretty, even if you didn't comb it. He makes a sort of snorting sound and says thank you. The doors to the classrooms all open and the older kids who are Sirius's age come out. They are all carrying books and they talk loudly to each other. I see a girl with very long red hair and... James! Nymphy! Sirius says. God! Don't shout right in my ear! Mummy said to stay with Sirius, but I see James. So I get off of Sirius's lap and run down the corridor. James! James! James turns his head from his from the girl with red hair and sees me. Hey, Nymphy! James, James, remember the Nymphy biscuits? He laughs. Yeah, I remember the Nymphy biscuits. He looks at the girl with the red hair again, and she looks at him. Nymphy, he says, this is Lily. Lily, this is Nymphadora Tonks. She's Andromeda's kid. Hi, I say. But Sirius has walked over to us, and he picks me up. Your mom said you were supposed to stay with me, remember? Yeah, but I saw James. Sirius grins at Lily with the red hair. You might have some competition here, Lily, he says. I don't know what he's talking about, but before I can ask, two other boys come over. They're a bit funny, because one is short and plump, and the other is almost as tall as Sirius and very skinny. They both have brown hair. The tall boy puts his hand on Sirius's shoulder, next to my arm around Sirius's neck. What happened to your face? I ask him. He has a shiny peak line that starts on his cheek and ends near his lips. When I ask him my question, his whole face turns pink. Now Sirius looks angry at me. You don't ask people stuff like that, he says. You know that, Nymphy. What is it with you? It's okay, Sirius says the tall boy. He has a soft voice, like mummy's when she reads me stories. It's a scar. I cut myself. Oh, did it hurt? Yes, 
Sirius sighs. Nymphy, this is Remus. Hi, Remus, I say as Sirius puts me down on the ground. James tells me that the short boy's name is Peter, and then Peter is talking to James and Lily, and Sirius and Remus are talking to each other. No one is talking to me. His hair, James! It was brilliant! Peter says. Lily frowns at James and says, I thought you stopped doing that to Severus. Yeah, she's in there with McGonagall, Sirius tells Remus. They are looking at each other and talking very softly. I have to listen hard to hear them. How bad do you think it'll be? Remus asks. Sirius reaches up his hand and puts his two fingers on Remus's hand, the hand that is on Sirius's shoulder. Now Remus's hand is like the middle of a sandwich. I don't know, Sirius says. Reckon the two snowmen with huge cocks were a bad idea, huh? Not to mention the snowman who recited erotic poetry. Peter tells James and Lily that he's going to go back to the tower. I did it for you, Remus, Sirius says. Remus smiles and looks like he might start laughing. Even the snowman that cornered Barbara Sinclair by the lank? Almost no kids are in the corridor anymore. I look at Professor McGonagall's office, but the door is still shut. Yeah, even that one, Sirius says. Sirius, says James. I have to go and get ready for Quidditch practice. James has a look on his face like he is very sorry for something. Okay, Sirius tells him. Tell me the minute you can what happens with McGonagall and Andromeda. I will. James, I say. You have to go? But I barely saw you. I just... Hey, it's almost Christmas, he says. Sirius is going to come over to my house. What do you say we come by your place a few days before and make some more nymphy biscuits? Really? Sure. Yay! Nice to meet you, nymphy, Lily says. But I'm not really listening because I'm thinking about the nymphy biscuits and how I hope Daddy won't say we're wasting the icing again. Now that James and Lily have left, it's just me and Sirius and Remus. Remus has taken his hand off Sirius's shoulder, and they are holding hands now. Mummy had to come here because Sirius did something bad in school, I tell Remus. Yeah, I know, he says. He and Sirius look at each other and smile the way Mummy and Daddy do when one of them says something I don't understand. That bothers me. I start to think that maybe I don't like Remus. I hear a creaking noise, and I look to see that Professor McGonagall's door is opening. Mummy comes out, but Professor McGonagall stays inside. Nymphy behaved, Andromeda, Sirius says, and then I feel a little bad, because I really didn't behave so well. I ran over to James when I was supposed to stay with Sirius. Mummy has a sort of sad look on look, and she doesn't say anything. She walks over to Sirius and gives him a big, long hug. Sirius looks a little surprised, but then he hugs her back and closes his eyes. When they're done hugging, Remus clears his throat. Hello, Mrs. Tonks. I'm Remus Lupin, he says. Mummy looks up at the top of his head, down at his feet, and up at his head again. Hello, Remus, she says in the soft story-reading voice. Both her and Remus have that voice. I'm glad to meet you. 
I'm sorry you had to be interrupted and come over here. I'm not, Mummy says. I'm glad I did. But you said before that it was a waste of time, though, Mummy. How come you're... It's all right, Nymphie. Mummy turns to Sirius. You two take good care of each other, she says. I think you two is Sirius and Remus. And I must be right, because Remus says we will, and Sirius says we will after Remus says it. Time to go home, Nymph. Say goodbye. Goodbye, Nymphie, says Remus, and he looks so nice that I decide I do like him. Sirius bends down and picks me up very fast. Goodbye, Nymphie. See you over the holiday, right? Right. Goodbye, Sirius. Sirius gives me a wet kiss on the cheek and puts me down. A very big man named Hagrid sees me and Mummy as we're leaving and says we can use one of the school carriages to go home and to just send it back when we get there. Mummy tells him that's very kind of him. And we get to the, into the big carriage with no horse. Or maybe the horse is invisible because the carriage starts moving after Mummy tells it where we live. I'm tired. I curl up on the seat and put my head on Mummy's lap. She starts stroking my hair. Sirius didn't do anything bad in school, Nymphy. He didn't? No, he didn't. He did something that distracted a lot of other students, but he didn't do a bad thing. Not really. She doesn't talk for a minute. Then she says, You know the difference between loving a friend and being in love, don't you? I think so, but I'm not sure, so I say, You and Daddy are in love, right? Yes, Daddy and I are in love. But I love Mrs. Boot next door like a friend, and I love you like a daughter. I love you too, Mummy. She scratches a little behind my ear in a nice way. Sometimes, she says, there are boys who fall in love with other boys. Sirius is one of those boys. He is? Yes. I didn't know that until today. I think. So, I ask after a little bit, Sirius will marry another boy? Well, boys can't marry other boys, but when Sirius grows up... He'll probably live in a house with another boy, uh, man, and they'll live their lives together. Does Sirius love a boy now? He loves Remus to be in love with, like Mummy and Daddy are, and he loves James like a friend. What about Peter? I don't know who Peter is. He's short and round and he has brown hair. Well, I can't tell you anything about that, but if he and Sirius are good friends, I'm sure Sirius loves Peter as well. Mummy brushes the curls off my forehead. Mummy, what did Sirius do? The carriage starts to go up a hill. Mummy bites her lip. He made a lot of snowmen, she says. He charmed them so they would talk, walk around and talk. And they sort of, well, told about how Sirius loves Remus. They were very distracting which is why Sirius got in trouble. Some of it you'll understand when you're older. She squeezes my hand. Anyway, the point is that he did it to show Remus that he loves him, and showing people you love them is not a bad thing. I don't want you to think that it is. Mummy, James said that he and Sirius would come over to our house, so 
so that we can make more nymphy biscuits. Sure, they can do that. Can Remus come too? Yes, honey. Remus can come too. I think for a little while. I think about how Mummy had to leave home because she loved Daddy and married him. And I think about how Sirius left home too and how he loves Remus. Then I think about how sometimes around holidays, Mummy cries a little because she wishes that she could have stayed with her family and still love Daddy. And I wonder if Sirius sometimes wishes he could have stayed with his family too, even if sometimes he says swear words about them. I think about how Remus' hand was like the middle of a sandwich and about how he said he and Sirius would take care of each other. When they come over, I'll make them a Sirius biscuit and a Remus biscuit, and the biscuits can be pressed together like a sandwich with no middle. I don't think Sirius did a bad thing either. I tell this to Mummy, and she kisses me and says she hoped I would feel that way. I hope you all have enjoyed People Serious Loves by Marauder. That was actually really fun to do the child voice. Um, so this uh, fanfic actually has a lot I can talk about. So one of the things that I feel um, fanfiction really did quite a lot of, has done a lot of, um, is to bring a lot of, you know, I don't like the phrase safe space. That's not one of my favorite phrases, but... Um, it's brought a lot of awareness and a lot of acceptance to the LGBT community. Um, pretty much every every fan every character in 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 any book, save for the ones that authors have explicitly said, don't write my fan don't write fanfic about my book. But I feel like every character gets turned gay at some point. So, um, and this is one of those fics where like it's it's just an adorable little piece about acceptance. Um, coming out and acceptance and um, that's one of the reasons I love it so much is because Nymphador is just like okay this is a teaching moment for my little one and I'm like I said I'm, I'm pretty sure in this episode she's about three or four years old uh, or in this fanfic she's about three or four years old so um, I love that idea and especially because you know if you look at the timeline this took place in the 70s so um so yeah, I, it just, it really brings a lot of awareness um, about the LGBT community. And a lot of fanfics I've seen do this really well. So, but this is one of my favorites. I just, ugh, I adore this fic so much and it was kind of on my heart this week. So, um, what else? Um, yeah, and again, you know, as a writer, Writing from a child's perspective can be really fun. Reading from a child's perspective can be very fun. Um, I always, you know, my voice is kind of young in general. And so it's it's not that hard for me to make it childlike. Um, and it's really fun to do. Um, but yeah, I feel like the author did this really well um, from a child's point of view. You know, it was very simplistic and very here's the things that we have to do, here's the people I know, here's the people I'm getting to know, and I don't know if I like them or not. Um, I, yeah, I, I thought all of this was done really well. Um, and then again, you know, making the most of background characters. 
is something that fan fiction does really well. And I'll say, like, you know, from my perspective as a writer, like, it it's fun to kind of figure out, okay, this is what I, this is the theme I want for my fanfic. Which characters can I, can I put in this situation? And, you know, in this case, it was, okay, why don't we have Nymphadora being accepting of Sirius and um, teaching, I'm sorry, why don't we have Andromeda being accepting of Sirius and teaching Nymphadora the different kinds of love and, and what acceptance looks like? And it's, Ugh, I read this, I, no matter how I'm reading it, whether it's in Braille or with a text-to-speech voice or, you know, anything like that, I just love it. Um, it always makes me feel warm and cozy and fuzzy, and it just makes me smile so much. So I hope you all have enjoyed enjoyed it as much as I do. Um yeah, I think that's about all I have to say about this fanfic. I really want some nymphy biscuits now. <laughs> so that's what I've got for this uh, Thursday's fanfic. And that is it for this seventh episode of Broomsticks and Braille Harry Potter fan fiction. This is JJ, and once again, thank you so much for all the listens and all the shares and all the spreading the word. I'm so excited. Um, so just a reminder, um, this Thursday will be uh, this pod, this, uh, I'm sorry, this Thursday, the day that this episode is being published, um, will be the first in Thursday fanfic. Um, and then the next episode, episode eight, will be out on Monday. Um, this coming Monday will be December 9th. Um, that will be out on Monday, and it'll be the next chapter of Asking Questions, which is my 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 original Dudley fanfic. So, and we'll continue with that structure from here on out. Uh, once again, if you'd like to get a hold of me, feel free to email me at broomsticksandbraille, hpff at gmail.com. And you can send any questions, concerns. Uh, if you have fan fiction recommendations you would like me to read on here, please make sure to include the link. Um, and and uh, you can find the link to this particular fanfic, People Serious Loves, in the description. So, thanks again, everybody, so much. Keep listening, keep subscribing, keep sharing. I'm enjoying it so much. And I will be back next week. For now, I will leave you with the usual. Of course it is happening inside your head, but why on earth should that mean that it is not real? Have a great week, everybody.